Hey guys, and welcome back to the Lazy Boy Lineman Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Kurt, and this is Season 1, Episode 4. Going to be doing some recap from the Week 2 Fantasy League. Uh, we had some ups and we had some downs, and we have another special guest on Slate to come in a little bit later today. But let's dive right into the action of what was an exciting week for fantasy football. Uh, the B-minus Ballers got uh, his first victory in the Lazy Boy Lyman uh, League, defeating Gridiron Grandpa's 116-97. to um, Lowest scoring combined uh, game of the week. Uh, Devontae's Inferno improves to 2-0 on the year. His first year in the league and already starting out 2-0, defeated Flamingo 142-155. to the Angry Architects came from behind to defeat Raiders of the Lost Yards. And that score was 133 and some change to 124. That was a very exciting game. Uh, Angry Architects entered the game down 29.8 points with one player remaining. Mr. Aaron Jones had to rely heavily on the running back, Aaron Jones. And uh, he came through with 30-plus points in the first three quarters. That was a heck of a heck of a comeback there. Um, Raiders of the Lost Yards still put up a good fight. He's 1-1 one one on the year. Uh, Drug Money got, on, got into the win column with a 148-141 victory over Aaron Hernandez MVP. Uh, dropping him to 1-1. One and then Chub Club uh, defeated the Crowd Hammers 163 to 131. The biggest margin of victory for the week. Uh, Chub Club improves to 2 0. Crowd Hammers fall to 0 and 2. Uh, joining Gridiron Grandpa's as the uh, only two or last two remaining winless teams on the year. That was um, interesting as far as the season goes. So coming up. Week three, we have uh, a couple teams at 2-0, and a couple at 0-2, and then uh, the whole mess of everybody else at 1-1. and Some waiver wire pickups uh, this week. It was a busy week uh, with some injuries starting to creep up. Uh, Cordell Patterson uh, got picked up by B-minus ballers. Jared Goff, um, again, added as Roethlisberger was dropped by the B-minus ballers. Uh, Aaron Hernandez, MVP, picked up. Uh, Carlson, Daniel Carlson, dropping James Conner, and then Gridiron Grandpa looking to get rid of Mr. Crab Legs himself, Jameis Winston, and picked up Daniel Jones. Angry Architects tried to beef up its defense by picking up a young but pretty popular uh, defense this year, Carolina, uh, dropping the Washington football team. Uh, going down a little further, uh, Crowd Hammers uh, got rid of Gerald Everett, picked up James White. Uh, Chubb Club dropped Joe Burrow, picked up Marquise, or Marquise Brown. Uh, Aaron Hernandez, MVP, picked up Rondell Moore. And, uh, yeah, so that was this week at drops. Still, no trades uh, being made yet. So if anybody has any trades, want to go ahead and, uh, and, and propose those trades. Let's get that taken care of. Uh, I do have an email today that I need to read. Let me pull my email back up. It's our first email. 
our first email at the email address, lazyboylinemanffl at gmail.com, lazyboylinemanffl at gmail.com. And it's by our good friend and former guest of the show, Aaron Jones. He uh, said, I would like to issue a formal retraction of my criticism of the Green Bay running back Aaron Jones during my appearance on the Lazy Boy Lineman Fantasy Football Podcast Season 1, Episode 3. I've judged him too harshly. Aaron Jones' performance last week proves that he, in fact, is not an insult to all people named Aaron Jones. I apologize for any emotional distress that my previous comments may have caused. I would also like to send a word of encouragement to James Hoddle. Keep your head up. We are all winners when we participate. Signed, Aaron Jones, manager of the Angry Architects. So, got first email out of the way. Aaron Jones, we do accept your formal apology, although I'm sure Mr. Uh, Mr. James Hoddle would have liked to have seen him struggle um, once again and not put up 36 points or whatever it was he had last week. When we come back from our um, messages from our sponsors, we will have our second guest here on the Lazy Boy Lemon Fantasy Podcast Show. We'll be right back with you. coming to you from the vehicle processing department. We're coming to you in regards to your vehicle. This is just a courtesy call in regards to the warranty coverage option on your vehicle. These programs will help you protect the vehicle in the event of a breakdown or mechanical failure. Our records indicate that you still have not activated the coverage program available for your vehicle. It is important we get you the information while we're still able to offer programs to you without a vehicle inspection. I just need to verify a few things and that I can get you over to a coverage specialist who can go over all your coverage options. Our records indicate your vehicle currently does not have a coverage plan. Is that correct? All right, guys. I know a lot of you guys are homeowners, and I also know how hard it is to find people to come do those little odd jobs for you, stuff that maybe you just don't have the time to do or stuff that you don't feel comfortable in, in doing yourself. Have I have exciting news for you. Okay, today we do windows. It's a brand new company started by Aaron Jones. And this company, they will not only do your windows, they will do your doors, your floors, your vinyl fencing. They will do it all. Don't let the name of the company fool you. Today they may do windows, but tomorrow they'll do whatever you need. Call them today. All right, guys, and welcome back to the Lazy Boy Lineman Fantasy Football Podcast. As promised, we have our second very special guest two weeks in a row. Today, I am joined by the manager of the B-minus Ballers, first-time player in this particular league, James Wells. James, how are you doing today? Doing well, doing well. Good, good, good. Well, congrats on the first win. You got your very first win in the Lazy Boy Lineman Club last week, defeating the Gridiron Grandpa's. Uh, one sixteen to ninety seven. Uh, how's it feel to get your first win in this league? Uh, you know, it felt really good. You know, just a first opportunity to break into the league, and uh, you know, just uh, happy to be here and uh, looking to compete any way I can. I know you were a, a fancy player several years ago, but then took some time off and got back into <laughs> it. Has has the game changed much since uh, since you were out of it, or is it pretty much the same? Uh, league format's the same. 
pretty much the same blind luck every week and you just hope that lady luck shines your way <laughs> all right well looking at uh, at last week's um at last week's win um you had some you had some key performers mahomes put up 24 again um and then your boy gronk had another big performance uh, you know 17.9 um and then tampa bay defense came up strong with two pick sixes so i mean you've had some really really uh, really big players, big scores the first two weeks, and you really could have won that first week too. That was a close matchup you had. Um, who who are you liking right now, and um, and um, who are you looking forward to, to seeing how they produce the rest of the year? Well, it's it's hard not to like Gronk and what he's putting up for me right now. Um, just kind of threw up a little bit in my mouth complimenting uh, somebody who played for <laughs> Belichick. Um, well, and that was but. Kind of uh, a, a shot at the dark, right? You weren't expecting much from him. He was your what second tight end grab, and it just so happened to be he's back and better than ever. Yeah, I mean, I think, and I think that's something that's across the league is that it's having taken several years off. Tight ends were a lot more productive in the league when I first uh, in fantasy football when I last played. Uh, there were some big yeah. names back then too uh, that aren't there anymore now. Uh, now it looks like the tight end is really um, kind of irrelevant, uh, you know, in some, you know, aspects. I mean, there were, you know, in the running back wide receiver tight end category back uh, last league I played in, when I played, there were times that you would play your tight end there because they were so productive. Um, I don't see me playing either of my tight ends in a non-starting, uh, non-tight end position. Uh, this, yeah, you would have to have. Around. You would have to have like a Darren Waller and a Travis Kelsey to even think about uh, starting one of the tight end spot and then one in your flex spot, and uh, it's just not deep enough, even in a, in a in a smaller ten man league, to to have two guys with that scoring potential. So I think you're correct there. Anybody anybody in your team you're a little worried about going forward as far as production? Uh, my entire running back core. Your entire running back core. So <laughs> uh, Antonio Gibson. Off to a little yep. bit of a slow, a slow start, and then yep. um, your own Edward Jalair. Edward Jalair, yeah. What have you done any reading on on Edward Jalair? You think he's going to come around, or what's going on there? Well, if you look at uh, how Kansas City's played, uh, or at least how others have played against them the first couple of weeks, I mean, I'm I'm hoping as or a little more distance uh, and start using him more. To manage the clock, I'm I'm hopeful that offense starts clicking a little better. And um, I guess yeah, it's yeah. not the offense that's a problem; it's their defense. It doesn't look like they're stopping anybody, and so then they're they're playing in shootouts. And if you don't yeah, have a receiving like uh, tight, yeah, you know, like the old Louisville football team where you have to outscore your your opponents, and there's never really yeah. a positive game script because you can't slow the game down because you need to score as many points as you can. Yeah, so, and I mean, I think that's. Uh, you know, I, I'm disappointed. Um, you know, I don't. Uh, I guess with the entire running back core of mine, I've been uh, based on fantasy uh, projections. Uh, they're all underperforming. So, yeah. Now you did you did step up and uh, and you did make make a couple moves on the waiver wire. Uh, you dropped Ben Roethlisberger and picked up who did you pick up? Oh, uh, Detroit quarterback, quarterback. Yeah, Jared Jared Goff. Goff. Yeah, sorry, I lost my screen for a second. Yeah, you picked up. So you picked up Jared Goff today. 
Um, which had, and Roethlisberger's question went away, and he's uh, we are I think hopeful going into the year that he was going to be able to hold up, and that uh, offensive line just looks a little a little a little suspect at least early on in the year. Uh, and then another one, you uh, you also picked up Mr. Cordell Patterson dropping Kenyon Drake. What that's uh, an interesting interesting pay, uh, pickup because he does you know wide receiver he gets wide receiver routes and he also gets to carry the ball so. A lot of potential there. What were you thinking with that ad? Uh, well, looks like Drake. Everything was pointing towards Drake. Uh, really remaining um, in the number two back role um, with Las Vegas. Yeah. Not what I yeah. was expecting when I first picked him up. I kind of projected he would get the bulk of the duties uh, with the loss of the starter. But yeah. um, when that didn't happen, I just uh, Patterson was out there and figured I'd grab him up uh, since he kind of slots in, does a lot of receiving for them out of the backfield. Um, you know, Matt Ryan likes to throw the ball. So why not grab him um, for my Absolutely. bye weeks and maybe see if we grab a matchup uh, opportunity, like maybe against the New York giants this coming week. That's, that's always a, a pretty good matchup. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, you, you've got crowd hammers this week. Um, this was the, you know, a minus team as far as drafting goes, I, and and I think it's hilarious you uh, you named your team the B minus ballers after the grade uh, that Yahoo gave you on your on your draft. Uh, so now you got the B minus team going against the A minus team, and you know right now I mean you're a slight underdog, but your team's kind of been under overperforming while Krauthammer's Kraut, coming up short a little bit. He's had some he's had a rough start with some of his players. Um, what uh, what are your projections for this week? And is there any trash talk out there for Krauthammer's? No, I don't need to trash talk. I mean, uh, I've been in the business world my whole life, and I've had a lot of uh, A students work for me, and I'm a C-plus student, so I've never uh, – I don't need to talk any trash. So you don't need to talk um, any trash. You're just going to back it up. No, no. I, it's it's just a fact of life. There's a lot of A workers working for C workers. So, you know, the fact that I'm B-minus, that actually is an improvement over my uh, my usual role in life. <laughs> All right. What is no, your- I think it'll be a you know he's uh, he's definitely got the golden child. You know, McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey yeah. Did the angels just start singing when I said his name? <laughs> he did. I he mean, did, yes. Y- it, yeah, it I mean, stopped raining for a second when you said his name. I it probably did. It probably did. I, I probably have to pay some fee for saying his name <laughs> in a fantasy football discussion. But um, you know, so I mean, you, you look at that. Uh, Lamar Jackson's playing well again. Uh, it's a former U of L player, so I kind of throw up my mouth a little bit. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, with that said, um, you know it's it's going to be a tough uphill battle. I mean, let's face it; he's got some big names on his roster. Uh, I really have one on mine, and the rest are uh, middle of the pack guys. So we just hope that the averages work out, and um, my guys uh, perform like they should, and he has some underperforming somewhere along the way and uh you know that's that's what we're gonna hope for so yeah well he, he's owing two and you're hoping to you're hoping to make him moment three and i know he wants to get that first win he's always a tough competitor his team is good he's just got some bad luck early on in the season here so uh, i anticipate <laughs> this being a very good matchup uh what what do your sundays look like do you have any any traditions or rituals when it comes time for you know for football are you are you a stare at the tv are you a 
check in on your on your team or, or how do you handle fantasy football and, and Sunday along with family and church and all that? Well, fantasy football season, um, usually I get up, I get up in the morning, the ritual before church is to um, have three Bloody Marys. Uh, <laughs> that usually sets the tone for the day, makes church a whole lot more interesting. No, no, I'm Southern Baptist, so it makes it even more interesting. Um, and then it's pretty much just managing my roster. You know, um, I spend a lot of time early in the morning getting the team ready, uh, checking the trainers, make sure everybody's taped up like they're supposed to be. And you know, because let's face it, we all have more control over these guys than we uh, than the world likes to pretend. Uh, you know, like the performance is solely yeah, based on us. Seriously, I get up uh, usually Thursday uh, if I. I honestly love it when all of my guys just play on Sunday and I don't have to worry about Thursday and Monday night. Um, life's busy enough. I'm not a, I'm not the world's biggest football fan. Uh, I can't tell you the last time I sat and watched an entire football game. Uh, and so I check in, I will get, uh, it becomes my boredom filler. So once I've set the roster, I pretty much walk away. But like the other day, uh, Sunday afternoon car ride to Lexington, I'm sitting yeah. there and I'm watching. And I typically bounce back and forth. I watch the other matchups to see how other people are doing yeah. too. And uh, that's pretty much it. I'm not, uh, uh, you know, that's, I'll typically find a game if I've got a game uh, with multiple players or somebody else that I'm playing against has multiple players or right. a key player playing. I may pull it up on ESPN Gamecast and follow it along with the, the scoring. That's, yeah. uh, that's pretty much me. I'm, I'm pretty hands off. Um, you know, I like decentralized I, I coaching. Yeah, I love watching football. I love having it on in the background. I mean, it's tough to actually have time to sit and watch the entire game, but I love having it on and being being able to check in. Now, as far as fantasy football goes, I I've kind of got this weird superstition where I won't check the fan uh, our fantasy scores until uh, after the early games and then after the late games. I won't check in during the course of a game because what happens is somebody starts off really hot, you get confident, and then if they start off slow, you you get angry. And uh, so I I like to watch and. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of do the math in my head, you know, if I'm especially if I'm watching a game where I have somebody playing or my opponent has somebody playing and I can kind of do the the tenth of a point per yard or six point touchdown, um, kind of know where we are. Um, but I always like to, to wait and, and check the official score until after the early round games and after the late round games. So I'm kind of weird like that. Yeah, my my personal favorite. Um, I love watching defense. Because is there no better feeling than seeing that 10 points pop up there and all of a sudden yeah. you're 10 points ahead of your uh, opponent and then watch it tick away as some defense <laughs> underperforms against the worst team in the league. It's my favorite thing about fantasy football. Yeah, your defense your defense scored you, you know, nine additional points, over 19 this time. We had some big defense scores uh, or last week, so you got a good one. Yeah, well, let's See let's look at week again. one. How bad was it? I, I think I, I got a whole whopping like six points out of them or something. They're supposed to be the best defense in the league. So anyway, you know, it's uh let's see. Oh, I'm sorry, it wasn't six points. They got me a whopping two point five. Two point five playing against nobody Dallas. expected Dak to come out and throw the ball that like that. He was supposed to be injured. It's and Dallas. Then... It's Dallas. Dallas is the new Bengals for Pete's yeah. sake. Two point five. Underperforming. Oh. Whole team should have been cut. It's a shame. It's a shame that United States football, American football, doesn't have the same format as European soccer or football. Uh, yeah. And that is the lowest performing teams go down to the lower division pros 
and the higher performing lower division comes up. That I mean, if I bet if people had that, if I bet you uh, the teams would play a lot better week in and week out. But hey, that's just me. And yeah, uh, at the end of the day, I'm just taking, a, right. You wouldn't be yeah, taking look, to man. get the first pick, pick in the draft. You know, there's no suck for luck billboards on the side of the road, so you could get the first pick, and because you'd have to win to to stay up uh, to stay up in the league where you want to be. Yeah, but look, I'm going to wrap this up by saying nobody should listen to me. At best, I'm a B minus. <laughs> At worst, I'm a C plus. I'm middle of the pack in the league. I'm middle of the pack of life. Everything's good. We'll just wait and see what shakes out. I'm just happy to be here. Happy to be part of the league. And you, I love and fantasy you, football. And I love fantasy football. I was I was waiting for it. Well, thanks for joining us. I know what uh, I know. You you claim you be at your middle of the pack here, but you're, you've got a lot of insight, and I know uh, you're a competitive person because we've done many things. Um, outside of fantasy football where we have to uh, compete against each other. So I know you're competitive and you're always going to be gracious in defeat and victory. So good to have you all as part of the podcast and and great to have you as a member of our fantasy league and uh, good luck the rest of the year, sir. Have a good one. Same to you until you play me. (laughs) All right. Well, I won't say that. I don't have 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 a good one button. So (laughs) yeah, I'm going to leave it alone. I almost Uh, went old school WWE. So, uh, Anyway, have a good one. Thanks for having me on. Yes, sir. Bye. All right, guys, that's all we have for you today. This has been Season 1, Episode 4 of the Lazy Boy Lineman Fantasy Football Podcast Show. A special thanks to James Wells for joining us today. And good luck to his B-minus ballers and the rest of the Lazy Boy Lineman Fantasy Football League this week as we prepare to go to war uh, starting tomorrow with Thursday night football. Uh, if you have any questions, any comments, any trash talk, any trade propositions, send us an email, lazyboylinemanffl at gmail.com. We'll get that right on the air, and we'll try to make, uh, make those trades happen for you. Until next time, guys, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Chub Club out.